0: Actually, Church, we good? We good? I mean, guys, make some noise if you uh, if you love summer. Make some noise if you love summer. Listen, if you don't love summer, I don't know why you live in Florida. Like, this is that's, that's literally what you signed up for. I love summer. I love summer. I love the beach. I love, I love uh, you know, the pool, the you know, swimming, diving, uh, like, like the lake. The ri- if, if water's involved, man, I'm down for it. I love it. Absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. I, what's interesting is I grew up in North Carolina, and uh, North Carolina's four seasons, right? And so uh, my, my, my family from back home, every now and then they'll reach out and, and they'll see like it's you know 107 heat index. And like, John, how can, you, how can you stand it when uh, like in Florida there's only one summer? I'm like, no, 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 I mean, uh, there's only one season. I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't, don't get it twisted. We, we, got, we got four seasons in Florida. We got, we, got, we got summer, we got football season, we got hurricane season, and we got love bug season. And so it's, uh, yeah. So that's the kind of deep insight you can anticipate from our time together here today. And so if we've not met, my name is John, and I uh, have the privilege to serve in a couple of capacities here on the spiritual leadership team. And, uh, and it is a privilege, uh, 49 years old, served in, uh, in pastoral ministry for a couple of decades. And I want to tell you this. Um, our pastor, Justin Daly. Um, I've had the privilege to, to serve and support some really, really gifted and passion-filled individuals, and uh, and our pastor is is as uh, as called and anointed and and purpose-filled and intentional and gifted as anybody I've ever had the privilege to spend time with. And so, uh, Pastor Justin, I want to tell you, thank you. I also, serve, I also serve as the family pastor day to day operationally, and that's the role from which I want to talk with you guys and ladies here today. We're gonna, it's, a, it's a little mashup, okay, a little mashup of, uh, of marriage night uh, content, and some of you guys, ladies, last year we did a marriage night, I had the privilege to speak at a few months ago, uh, we had another marriage night. This morning I want to talk to you guys and ladies, uh, talk specifically to marriage couples in the context of that relationship, but what I'm going to share is super practical stuff, and so honestly, uh, every person that can hear my voice here at each of our locations and worshiping with us online, I'm gonna share content uh, through the context of the marriage relationship, but it's going to apply to all of us, because it has to do with all of our, our individual relationships with God, is that fair? And so, uh, this morning, the, the, the title of the message is Summer Lovin', and, uh, and even, as, even when I say Summer Lovin', uh, I, I know what some of you are thinking, happens so fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, that's, I mean, instantly you go to this time and this place. And so I was thinking about I was thinking about what we could do for uh, for the for the title, Summer Lovin'. I also thought about uh, I also thought about uh, a little play on hot uh, hot girl summer, going hot couple summer. But as you can see, not very many people got that reference. My uh, my twenty year old, she goes, Dad, 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 Dad. That's brilliant. But but nobody over the age of twenty six will understand the reference. And I'm like, listen, I'm 49, I came up with the reference. And she goes, you're an atypical 49-year-old. I was like, you got that right. And so, everybody, everybody at Oviedo, they're like, I, I see what he's doing right there. But, but, but then the other one, the other one, I was asked a couple days ago, true story, I was asked, uh, summertime, Like, like what do you, is there an official anthem? I would say to you, uh, there's an official anthem from, from my season of life for, uh, for summertime, and it is summertime, 1991, yeah. Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. <laughs> Now here it is, a groove slightly transformed. Just a bit of a break from the norm. Just a little something to break the monotony of all that hardcore dance that has gotten to be a little bit out of control. It's cool to dance. Shut up. But what about a groove that soothes and moves romance? Give me a soft, subtle mix. And if it ain't broke, don't try to fix it. Think of the summers of the past. Adjust the bass and let the alpine blast. Hop in my CD and let me run a rhyme to put your car on cruise and lay back because it's summertime. Y'all don't know nothing about that. Listen, listen, y'all don't know nothing about that. I promise you this, though, at Sanford right now, they are losing their collective minds. At Sanford right now, they're like, I always knew Pastor John had some street cred, and so, listen, Bianca Alltop is not the only one that is half hood and half holy, and so, but that's just me, that's just me, that's just me. This morning, this morning, I want, I want to share with you some super practical advice and wisdom, again, on the context of marriage, but you will see very quickly that what we're talking about today, it applies to every single one of us because I know we've got, we've got students in the room, middle schoolers, high schoolers, we've got college students, we've got, we got people that are not married, uh, but I promise you, if you'll plug in for the next uh, few minutes, I'm gonna, give you some, I'm gonna give you some content that will really uh, encourage you in your individual walk and if, you're, uh, if you are married, man, I'm gonna give you some stuff that's gonna be life-giving for you, right, right, right? And so, hey, um, I, I, wanna, I wanna ask you, uh, what's your, your favorite advice that you've ever been asked? I, 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 people ask me all the time, uh, especially as a family pastor. Um, wife and I have been married for 24 years. We've got five kids, big believers in reproduction. And so <laughs> focus, focus, focus. And so, so people ask me as a family pastor all the time, like what's your, what's, what, what marriage advice would you offer? And it just so happens that my favorite advice of all time happens to be marriage-centric advice, and it is this. Marriage is not 50-50, marriage is 100-100. And people, like, like you could go to any restaurant you're gonna go to today after church or wherever you're gonna hang out, wherever you're gonna, and you, you just said to people, hey man, marriage is 50-50, and they'd be like, yeah, yeah, marriage is 50-50. But the issue is, and there's a line on the, on the stage right here on this platform, like the issue is, is, is marriage is not 50-50 because what that is, is is saying I'm drawing a line, and I'm only gonna come this far, And if you don't do your part, then I'm going to withhold. And that's a broken way to approach. In fact, if you approach marriage from a 50-50 standpoint, then that's why about 52% of our marriages currently fail because people are saying, I'm not going all the way in now. There's a sowing and reaping principle that's absolutely involved here, and what we need to understand is, is I've signed up for this. I've committed my life to this. I've shared vows with a, with a husband or a wife, stood before God, and man, I said, this is what I'm committing to, and I should withhold nothing, and if I do that, and if I truly, truly do that, then I can anticipate reaping some of the benefits on the backside. You guys understand? So this morning, thank you, thank you, thank you. So uh, I'm going to give you guys some advice, and the thing about advice is interesting: is um, advice is only as good as the hearer's willingness to put it into practice. People ask me all the time. Again, I've I've served in pastoral ministry for a couple of decades. People ask me all the time, "Hey, Pastor John, what would you what what would your advice be on this?" Uh, And what's uh, what's interesting is I've observed that lots of times they weren't really looking for advice; they were just looking for validation of the of the course of action that they've already chosen. But, uh, but if you do love God and you've got an active relationship with him, then, uh, then, then you might be willing to allow him to rechart the course. And uh, if you don't have a relationship with him yet, uh, man, praise God, today might be your blessed day. And so, uh, a couple things I wanna share with you. We're gonna jump right in. Uh, a few different areas. The first, and we're talking about the context of, of marriage relationships. But again, this will apply to everyone individually. The first area I wanna talk to you guys and ladies about is intimacy intimacy and pastor ed he pastor ed he's like okay where are we going he's like where are we going no, no 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 easy frisky britches settle down settle down i can't i can't i can't encourage you enough with the importance of intimacy if you're married but what i'm talking about and i'm not talking about the physical intimacy although that is a gift what i'm talking about is the intimacy with your relationship with god Intimacy with your relationship with God as a husband or as a wife, but it's also as a son or as a daughter, as a mom, as a dad, as a student, as a teacher, as a coach, as a leader, as a teammate, as a coworker. I cannot encourage you enough to pursue intimacy with God. Listen to this. This is Matthew 6, 31 through 33. It'll be up on the screen. So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things And your heavenly Father knows that you need them. It's interesting, for the pagans run after these things. Another translation, it says, for even the unbelievers worry about these things. We don't wanna be lumped in with pagans. We don't wanna be lumped in with unbelievers. It said, even the unbelievers, even the pagans worry and run after these things, but seek first, verse 33, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all of these things will be given to you as well. So, so, so in this world, there's obviously practical things that we need, and yet there's also intangible things that we need. And God says, if you'll stop worrying about the practical things that you need and start focusing on pursuing me, then it's amazing how everything else is going to fall into place. It's absolutely true. Again, there's a sowing and reaping principle, and I, I, I want to encourage you with intimacy. Now, now here's the thing. I did say that, uh, that we're gonna talk about truths that apply to people who are married, but also truths that apply to people who are not married, single, and, and, and if you are single, listen to this, we talk to a lot of students, we work with a lot of students out at UCF, go Knights Charge On, that's your hometown team, and so, listen, we talk to a lot of students, and I tell them, listen, if you're at Oviedo, listen, right now, uh, stop, stop worrying about who you are looking for and focus on who you need to become. Stop Stop focusing, don't focus on who are you looking for, focus on who you need to become. That's true of all of us, because if you are a 20 year old and you're walking into, you're walking into a class, or you're walking into your, your, your job, or you're walking into wherever, you're walking in and you're looking around and sizing people up, you're sizing people up, that might be the one, that might be the one. In fact, at each of our locations right now, some of you guys have probably already observed somebody, you're like, man, I, it would be awesome if she's the one. <laughs> Shoot your shot, bro, but later, okay, later. God God can do immeasurably more than we can think or imagine. But first, pursue God and then trust him. Stop, Stop focusing on who you're looking for and focus on who you're looking to become. Because what you need to understand, what you need to understand is somebody might come in the room looking for who they're looking for. And they might pass you by because you're not where you're supposed to be. That's true for the singles, but also for us as husbands and as wives you are going to be a greater, in fact, the greatest version of yourself if you are first pursuing God. If you are enjoying intimacy with God, you will be the best husband you can be, you'll be the best wife you can be, you'll be the best, the best, the best mother, the best father, the best daughter, the best son, the best brother, the best sister, wherever and however you interact with others, uh, if you pursue God intimately, you will be the best version of yourself. That is a promise, that is a promise. So that's the, that's the, that's the, the, the spiritual intimacy. Now on the physical intimacy, hey listen, listen. Um, say, say you're feeling a little frisky, and, uh, but you wanna entertain yourself, have some fun with your spouse, but the kids are around. Practical information right here. Practical information, just take a, a pair of shoes, put them in the dryer to tumble on low. Great smoke screen, have at it that's free. Finally, some guys are taking notes at church. Finally, some guys are taking notes at church. They're like, wait, I don't, I don't really understand. What is he talking about? Come on, come on, man. Voila, have at it. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Hey, listen, uh, number two, number two, man, we need to transition right now. Number two, communication is key. So first we're talking about intimacy, intimacy with God. Second, the second element I wanna to talk to you about to, with, with regards to your relationship marriage-wise, but really also with regards to life is we need to understand that communication is key. Uh, Proverbs 18, 21a, it says, the tongue has the power of life and death. It's amazing, it's amazing. Whoever you are, however you're, you're crafted, your size, your shape, what's amazing is this, this little thing, this little thing kind of runs the show. Like you've got this giant, this giant ship and it's controlled by this little bitty rudder and you need to understand the words of uh, like death and, and life are found right there. And I'm gonna tell you this, just specifically for our married people, um, outside of your individual relationship with Christ, your spouse's individual relationship with Christ, your commitment to healthy communication is the greatest ally that you will have to having, to having a healthy relationship. I mean, it's, it's the absolute truth. It's the absolute truth because you have to think about. You have to think about like what are what are the what are the issues? What are the what are the what are the battles and the fights that we get into? The stresses that we struggle with. Like what what are so obviously uh, typically we're talking about finances? Uh, we're talking about uh, we're talking about unmet unmet unexpressed expectations will certainly turn into frustrations. We're talking about uh, work-related stress. Um, we're talking about uh, difference in parenting styles. Like These are just a few of the things. What you need to understand is the commonality between all of them is they're only going to be solved through what? Healthy communication. Yeah. And so if your communication is not healthy, then that becomes an issue in and of itself. Does that make sense? Yeah. Now this is, this is kind of embarrassing um, to, to do, but in front of a few thousand people at church, but a couple months ago, uh, one of our kids, again, we've got five kids, you know, healthy intimacy, we got five kids. And so one of our kids filmed my, my wife and I. We got into a little bit of a, an argument. Um, he did discipleship. And, uh, and so they, they filmed it. And I'm, I'm a little afraid to ask, but do you guys wanna see the video of my wife and I? Of course you do, because you guys are sick and twisted. So let's, uh, let's take a look, let's take a look. That's Catherine on the top. That's Catherine up there, by the way. Look, she's like, she's like, oh, I'm not done. Oh, I'm not done. Oh, and another thing, and another thing. That's a live look in. That's a live look in at our home. Look, she's like, I can, I can do this all day. I can do this all day. And another thing, that's, that's actual footage. That's actual footage. My wife and I, thank you for laughing at, uh, at our, our communication challenges. No, but it's, it's interesting. You see, she was up there on top and she was like, she was like, I just, she, they, it was like done and then they go to the corners and then she was like, I just think it's funny, How. <laughs> I just think it's funny, How. You ever notice when somebody says, I think it's funny, How? What they're about to share, they don't really think it's funny at all. Like, <laughs> like this is not funny. This is, some of the ladies, like, I, I, this, you can talk about this for another 30 minutes if you want to, bro. And so, Listen, listen, that's, that's the battle that we face. We have to be healthy in our communication. Um, listen to this, maybe you grew up in a place, maybe you grew up in a home where, uh, where there was healthy communication, if you did, that's fantastic, that's awesome. Maybe you grew up in an environment, maybe you grew up in an environment where people would yell and, uh, and cuss at each other and remote control would get thrown against the wall and then people would disappear to their respective bedrooms. And, uh, and then you don't see anybody again until breakfast tomorrow morning, and then next thing you know, everybody's just kind of acting cool. Which is fine because it placates the situation, but it's not okay because we haven't dealt with anything, right, and what happens is three weeks later or two and a half months later when we get into an issue with each other again, now we're yelling at each other about what we're t- yelling about right now, and we're also yelling about the unresolved stuff that we were dealing with three months ago that we never talked about, okay? Maybe, maybe some of you can identify with that. Healthy communication is... Vital. Maybe you grew up in an environment where, you grew up in an environment where like people didn't really talk about anything. Like you didn't talk about anything until things get to like this boiling point and then just emotion and energy and and negativity just explodes all over the place. None of that, none of that is going to work. You have to love each other enough, as husband and wife, you have to love each other enough and trust each other enough to say and hear difficult things. Because it's so much healthier to say and hear difficult things to, 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 to than to grow into this place where we're completely divided and we don't even know each other and we're not even motivated to pursue each other. Yeah. Your commitment to healthy communication will help you in every environment that you're in. And, and, and just on the, on the marriage piece, people, guys sometimes say, I ain't real good. I ain't real good at sharing my feelings. I told her I loved her when we got married. That was 31 years ago. If I change my mind, I'll let her know. I'm like, bro, are you serious right now? I ain't real good at sharing my feelings. Well, you ain't gonna be real good at being, being happily married either. But like, it's not a choice. It's not a choice. It is absolutely vital. Proverbs 15, 11, it says, a gentle answer, a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up yeah. anger. You guys know uh, one, of my, one of my mantras, or maybe you're, you'll be hearing this for the first time. One of my favorite uh, statements is, leave no positive thing unsaid. Leave no positive thing unsaid. Let no unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only that which will build up build up and benefit those who hear what you have to say. Leave no positive thing unsaid. If I have a positive thought about someone, why would I rob them of that blessing? Share that, share that affirmation, share that encouragement, share just, why would, why would I, in fact, it's pretty cool. Uh, scripture also says, he who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. I, ha- I never hesitate from sharing words of affirmation. This morning, a few people knew that I would have the privilege to, to share uh, truth uh, with our church today, and I got a handful of text messages from people saying, hey man, you're gonna crush it, you're gonna be awesome, you're gonna, go do your thing, man, go, go and, and that, now they might text me afterwards and say, hey, I didn't know you were going to rap from 1991, so maybe, <laughs> shut up, and so, there's a guy, Chris Brasher, there's a guy, Chris Brasher, who uh, he and his family serve at our Oviedo location, and, and about once every other week, I'll get a text from him, hey, John, I love you, man, appreciate you, respect you, you're a super, super, super handsome guy, <laughs> what, he doesn't include that last part, because that would be, that would be false, but, uh, but he does, he sends me this text message, he says, hey, man, I love you. I'm praying for you. I'm appreciative of you. Leave no positive thing unsaid. Uh, We don't have time to to really talk about it extensively this morning, but in the same way that, that, that communication is key, I would also say that community is key. Co- communication is, is key, but community is key. I can't encourage you enough. We've already talked about at each of our locations and, and worshiping online, you've already heard us talk about, we've got small group semester, which is cranking up. I can't encourage you enough to jump into. You can come into every one of our spaces. You can come into every one of our buildings. We just talked about, it's not the building that God wants to fill, it's the, it's the heart. You can come to any of our buildings and you can be as anonymous as you choose to be. But don't leave saying nobody connected with me when you, you made it really difficult for anybody to connect with you. Take some initiative, uh, not only as a husband and wife to, to plug in with some other couples, but, uh, but uh, students, middle schoolers, high schoolers, college students, adults, like, like we have groups for everything. And I'm super excited, drum roll please, this fall we are launching uh, marriage-specific groups called Fortify. Super, super, super excited about that. So yeah, I would, I, yeah thank you, thank you. Pastor Eddie is excited about that. You're going to be leading seven of them, so you should, you should be excited about that. So, awesome, awesome. That, it's, it's an exaggerated number, but um, fortify. Be looking for that. Super excited about that. Next, moment versus commitment. Moment versus commitment. Another way to say this would be feelings versus vows. Feelings versus vows. Feelings are temporary, but vows are timeless. Feelings are temporary, but vows are timeless. Timeless. There are things that you are going to want in this life in the moment because of how you feel, and it's not a good thing in that moment. There are things that you're going to want in this life in the moment because of how you feel, and and, and what you want in the moment may not represent what you want the most. Oftentimes, oftentimes what we want in the moment does not represent what we want the most. And and you have to understand that, uh, man, that's a very, very dangerous game to play. You have to think bigger picture than just that moment. In fact, uh, somebody made a, I've seen this like literally represented here. Take take a look, somebody choosing something they wanted in the moment more than what they wanted the most. And so, (laughs) so somebody's at Walmart, somebody's at Walmart, and uh, and they made, this is a decision. This is a decision now. If you, if you were with us last week or you worshiped with us last week, you may recall that Pastor Tyler, Pastor Tyler said, if you're not going double stuff Oreos, you're doing it wrong. And so, Pastor Tyler, obviously somebody paid great heed, great <laughs> heed to, but somebody went to the, they went to the workout section, they got these, and then they, they're walking out the door and they see, and they're like, you know what, that, that was, I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm gonna run back here and get some ice cold 1% and we go into the house, man, we go into the house. So listen, lots of times what you want what you want in the moment does not represent what you want the most. That's true for us in our marriages. That's true for us in our individual walks. That's true for, for you as you pursue just life yourself. And, and it applies in so many ways. Ephesians 5, 15 through 17, listen to this. It says, pay, very, pay careful attention then how you walk not as unwise, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. You have to, you have to weigh the big picture and the long term, which is so much of what marriage is about, but it's also so much of, of what your walk with the Lord is about. It's not about the moment because we're weak in the moment we're selfish in the moment we're greedy in the moment we're lustful in the moment i can make decisions to please and placate myself in the moment but honestly i'm going to hate that and i'm going to regret that and there's going to be guilt associated with that i need to think bigger picture than that let me make it as, as practical as i can for you like like probably everybody's favorite emotion everybody's favorite feeling is is happiness right you just want to be happy but but what you'll understand, you can, look on, you can look on social media today. Before you go to bed, you'll probably see somebody will give the worst advice ever. The worst advice. Hey, you just got to do what makes you happy. You know what? Let me, let me look right into the camera. That is so dumb. That is so dumb. You just got to do what makes you happy. You know why? Because it, it's so dumb because happy is a moving finish line. It's, 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 it's a target that is very elusive. Let me, let me make this as practical as I can for you. Do what makes you happy. You know what? You know what? You know what? People have have moved out to be happy. What's really interesting is those same people have moved back to be happy. People have sought a job to be happy. And those same people have quit that same job to be happy. People have gotten married to be happy. People have gotten divorced to be happy. People people, people want to lose weight to be happy. People want to gain weight to be happy. People want want to have kids to be happy. People can't wait for the kids to move out so they can be happy. <laughs> the kids move out and they realize it's not everything it was cracked up to be. I wanna move back home to be, ha- but they're not moving back home to be happy. They're moving back home to save money, but it is what it is. <laughs> like it's like, like, like literally you can be on the, on, on the opposite sides of the exact same equation. That's because, that's because happiness is such a false goal. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's really more moment versus commitment. Moment versus commitment. I've shared uh, last year, uh, two years ago, I shared this question, one of my my favorite questions. So practical, in light of where I wanna go, in light of where I wanna go, is what uh, I'm about to do. Is it wise or is it unwise? Now that that is true, that applies in marriage, that that applies in your individual pursuit of of God, that applies in, in, in what you wanna do with your faith, what you wanna do with your finances, what you wanna do with your health. Like it applies in so many ways in light of where I truly want to go, is what I'm considering doing, is it wise or is it unwise? Moment versus commitment. You guys are doing great. Next is uh, next is love and respect. Love and respect. Um, you guys are, you guys, anybody familiar with this book? You guys are familiar with this book, Love and Respect. I cannot encourage it enough. In fact, in fact, our, our premarital ministry, and I wanna pause and celebrate and honor Elton and Tracy Johnson who, who lead, yeah. Elton and Tracy Johnson who lead our premarital ministry and love and respect is, is required reading. If you ask if you can be married uh, by one of our pastors here at Action Church and we're gonna take you through the premarital process, love and respect. Now here's, here's what that whole thing is about. Listen to this, this is Ephesians 5. Verses 31 through 33, it says, for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. You may recognize that as Genesis 2.24. That's a quote from Genesis 2.24. Verse 32, this is a profound mystery, but I am talking about Christ and the church. However, each one of you must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. I love the, I love the inclusion of the word must. Husbands, you must Love your wives, and, and here's the thing. Here's the thing, ladies, you have this incredible gift. This, you, you are hardwired to love. It's who you are. It's who you are. I, I mean, like, that's why when, when there's a situation like like happened in our house uh, the other night, and man, like, somebody wakes up in the middle of the night and, uh, and they're just throwing up all over the place, and you know what, that's like, that's a mom's sweet spot right there. Like, that is, <laughs> I'm like, hey, babe, I, I feel like the Lord is telling me that there's, next thing you know what does moms do like what do moms do they get up they don't like like you don't even open your eyes but she's grabbing the lysol and she's grabbing some wet wipes and we're gonna need some washcloths and we're gonna need some paper towels and man because because women are wired to love but you're not wired to respect here's here's for us as guys as guys uh, we we create or we treat uh, respect as as a love currency, but we're not we're not crafted and 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 wired to love, and so when we make a, a conscious choice, like Scripture says, husbands, you must love your wives. Husbands, pursue your wife, cherish your wife, go after her, go after her. Wives, wives. Demonstrate honor and respect to him. If you tell him that you love him, he'll understand that. And you can tell him 73 times in the span of an hour, but if he feels like you respect him, man, he'll charge, he'll charge hell. Charge hell for you and the family. Don't miss the opportunity. Love and respect. There's a couple of quotes I just wanna share real quick. The crazy cycle. The book talks about the crazy cycle. Without love, she reacts without respect, and without respect, he reacts without love. The energizing cycle, on the other hand, his love motivates her respect and her respect motivates his love. This is required reading for our premarital uh, here at Winter Park and at each of our locations. Uh, if you want a copy of the book, just raise your hand right now. Winter Park at each of our locations. Uh, Pastor Eddie, uh, right here, right there in the, in the yep, yeah, right, right there. That was the first hand. At each of our locations, uh, we're passing out books right now. And, and actually, even if you're worshiping with us online, we are generous, and so first person online to write, uh, write in love and respect in the comments. Uh, our team will get together and we'll send you a copy of Love and Respect. Uh, as we ramp, uh, uh, ramp up, uh, or wrap up, I should say, five things real quick, five things that women want from their husbands and five things that men want from their wives. Okay. This is about to be good right here. here go. Five things men, uh, women want from their husbands to feel loved. I just wanna feel loved. I just feel loved. That's what we just talked about right there. She wants real conversation. She wants real conversation. She doesn't, like, she doesn't need you to solve her problems. She just wants you to listen and go, oh, that's so, that makes me so sad, too. Like, she just, wants, she just wants to know that you're emotionally engaged. Don't fix it, don't fix it, just listen. And then if she gives you permission, you're like, okay, good, good, because I've got a PowerPoint. We can get this thing right right now, so. She wants a day off on occasion. Your wives want, like she wants a day off on occasion. And right now, honestly, there's a bunch of ladies that are screaming inside, please, please, please. please, Just let me go. I don't even know where, like who, like what you women do, where you, like I don't know, nails are involved and there's, like I don't know, just you go and you do your thing. She wants a day off on occasion. Um, She wants help with daily tasks. Babe, I promise, I'm gonna try my best to load the dishwasher before bedtime tonight. Like I'm terrible at it, but I will do it because I love you. I, I, she asked me every now and then, she was like, hey, would you like, to, would you like to do the dishes? I'm like, no, I would not like to do the dishes. <laughs> it's a faulty question, it's a bad question. Would I like to bless you, yes. Would I like the benefits that come as a, associated with blessing you, yes. Do I wanna load the dishwasher? No, I don't, thank you. <laughs> and she also wants you to take care of yourself. Guys, she wants you to take care of yourself. I hear men all the time, they say, I don't like being in pictures and I don't like going to the doctor. That's so dumb. If you don't go to the doctor, you're not gonna end up being in the pictures because you're not gonna be around. You have to take care of yourself. Like, you, like, like this, is, this is not about you, it's about us. Take care of the temple. Five things that men want from their wives. Number one, respect, we just talk about that, respect. Ladies, let me tell you this. I, I see how you could respect a guy that you don't romantically love. I have no idea how you can romantically love a guy that you don't respect. Set a high standard and wait for that. Man, that's, that's real right there, that's, that's real. He wants belief in his capabilities. Belief in his capabilities. He wants appreciation and affirmation, leave no positive thing unsaid. Like these first three are all kind of intertwined. Uh, He wants less chatter. (laughs) The ladies want to be heard and the guys want less chatter. And from my perspective in the room right now, some people are like, bro, like she, no, I love you, I love you, chatter. (laughs) No, listen, listen. I'm just, Catherine, like, like, we'll be in a 47 second conversation, and she's already, there's already been like 31 plot twists. And I'm like, I don't even, like, I'm trying so hard. I, am, I want to know. Wait, just tell me where we're going. She's like, we'll get there. Let's chatter. Let, ladies, every now and then just get to the point. And then you can back up and you kind of fill, fill in the blanks from there. And so, yep. And then uh, companionship. He wants some companionship, just uh, spend some time. Spend some time. Amen. Spend some time. Two more and then, uh, and then I'm gonna pray for you guys and ladies, prioritize. We've gotta prioritize. You wanna seek intimacy with God but then you have to prioritize your marriage. You have to prioritize your relationship. A couple weeks ago I had the privilege to, I was invited to come and speak at a church down in South Florida and, uh, and the pastor, a good friend of mine, long-term, uh, long-time friend, and he said, hey, uh, Pastor John, you can come down, we, get you, we can get your family a condo on the beach. And I said, he said, you can come down Friday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, eat lunch and go back. He said, we'll get you a condo on the beach. I said, you'll get us a condo on the beach? He said, yeah, do you want your whole family to come? I was like, no, I don't want the whole family to come. <laughs> no, it's just me and my wife. Like, the kids are fine. We got groceries at the house. <laughs> you know, lots of times we, we, we exist through our kids. And the challenge is, the challenge is, that's why First two years of marriage, issues with potential for divorce, year seven, the seven year itch is a real thing and then year 21, 22, 23, 25, why? Because the kids have moved out and now I realize I've just been cohabitating with somebody for two decades and we haven't been pursuing each other, we haven't been pursuing God, we haven't been pursuing each other. Students, middle schoolers, high schoolers, college students do not allow your parents to live vicariously through you. I talked to numbers, a number of students who say, man, I can't even, I can't, I can't even acknowledge a time when mom and dad will go on a date. Like, pursue each other. Husbands, pursue your wives. Pursue your wives. Now, now, I want to celebrate and serve our kids. I wanna celebrate and serve our kids. In fact, uh, shameless shameless plug, we got Action Kids Camp, coming up, <laughs> Action Kids Camp. June 21, 22, 23. Now, all those spots are full, praise God. Praise God, all the spots for our, for our children are full. But I can't encourage you enough, uh, man, to come and serve, to be a part of that. Come and serve, be involved. Our team is absolutely incredible. At each of our locations, you can go to Kids Check-In today. They are prepared and ready for you to, uh, to jump on the team. Uh, June 21, 22, 23. And then, one month later, uh, July 21, 22, 23, we've got, uh, we got Momentum Student Conference. So, <laughs> Uh, right now, we've got a little over 200 students that are, uh, that are signed up for that. I believe that God wants us to have over 500 students. And so, so, so uh, you need to get off the sideline, get in the game. And if you're, if you're a parent who would want your child, uh, your middle school or high school to be a part of that, do not allow finances to keep you from saying yes. We're not going to allow finances to keep say, from saying yes for you. And so, uh, make sure you go online and get registered for uh, Momentum. Listen to this, Genesis 2:24. I share this every time I perform a wedding. Uh, for, therefore, man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife and the two will become one. You have to prioritize each other. If you think about this, if I were to ask you how you are doing, if I were to ask you individually how you are doing, the number one response that I get from people is I'm tired. How are you doing? The number one response I get from people is I'm tired. And what you need to understand is this world is relentless. Yeah. The world will not back down the world will not slow down. You have to pursue God intimately, and then you have to pursue your spouse, you have to pursue your family, you have to pursue those moments. If you're not married, if you're, if you're a student, middle schooler, high schooler, don't focus on where you're trying to go, focus on, on, on who God wants you to become, yeah. Yeah. right? And then, uh, and then this is the last one right here, embrace the opposites, embrace the opposites. This may come as a shot, but you guys ever notice that men and women are different, anybody? Anybody ever notice that? Ever notice that? Hey, let me me tell you this. The practical marriage advice number two. The first is marriage is not 50-50, it's 100-100. The second is marry somebody with different food tastes than you (laughs) so you don't have to share, so you don't have to share. (laughs) No, for real, this is life-giving. All the guys are like, okay, let's go with this. Let's go, let's unpack this a little bit. Listen, listen, I'm very stingy. Like, like we'll go out as a family. I'll be like, no, we're all gonna drink out of the same Sprite. There is there's a fountain over there. We can just, it's an endless surprise sprite. And so, but every now and then I'll tell the kids, hey man, you guys can get whatever you want. And they're like, oh, you can get whatever you want. You can get whatever you want. Tell my wife, you can get whatever you want. She always gets the most expensive thing on the menu. I don't even know what that was about. Like, honestly, I think she's testing me at this point. You know, honey, you know it's true. And so, <laughs> so but the food comes out, they put the food down on the table, and and they put the food, and you know what? I'm I'm like four bites in, and somebody's like, hey dad, can I get a bite of that? I'm like, no. I literally told you, order whatever you want. I literally ordered what I want. And so (laughs) I'm going to this table over here. Y'all do your thing. Man, opposite, you got to embrace the opposites. We got some night owls and people that that get up early. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Like my wife, my wife literally, she gets mad at me because of how easily I fall asleep at night. I'm like, babe, we're getting in bed, (laughs) like, like, That's the point of going to bed is like to get out like I'm following this. She's like, I I just... It's so frustrating to me. Like you fall asleep so easily. I'm like, that's because I'm not laying here like inventing scenarios that are never gonna happen. Like, <laughs> like, like it's, it's amazing It's me. We, we're talking about this the other day. We married 24 and a half years. We, and, and so she gets up like 1,000, I'd say 1,723 times. She has gotten up in the middle of the night because she, she heard a sound. Now I'm so thankful that not once, currently you're over 1,723. <laughs> like, I'm thankful, but I was like, I, I can handle it. But she, I, listen, listen. She told, me, she told me a couple months ago, she goes, I read this research study. It said the smarter you are, the longer it takes you to fall asleep. <laughs> I, I didn't even understand what she was saying because I was already asleep. You know <laughs> That's just us. Hey, listen to me. You can allow... You can allow the differences to frustrate you or as God intended, you can allow the differences to fortify you. You can allow the differences to frustrate you or you can understand that God has a good plan and purpose. And he said, I'm weaving your lives together. The two of you can accomplish more together than you can ever accomplish on your own. And that's true true of roommates, that's true of siblings, that's true of the things that drive you crazy are probably the areas in your life where you could grow a little bit. You can help me to get better. We can focus on the things that frustrate us or we can focus on, uh, on the beautiful things. Listen to this, this is the last verse I wanna share with you, Philippians 4, 8. It says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. I want to pray for us all here in just a second, but uh, before we do that, I want to take a little stroll down uh, Amnesia Lane real quick. This is uh, this is uh, our wedding day photo right here. It's one of my favorite images on the planet, and so, yep. So we we'll just leave that right there. This is uh, February the fifteenth, nineteen ninety-seven, at First Baptist Church of of Kissimmee, Florida. So over here you've got uh, Catherine. Uh, just this beautiful gift. I mean, this is just beautiful gift. Uh, purity and 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 compassion and thoughtfulness, and then you got this dude who thinks he's like a backstreet boy, or I don't even know. (laughs) I don't, honestly, I don't even know what that guy's doing over there. I'll show you this picture, and and I wanna close with this thought. We'll just leave this picture up here for a second. I remember, I remember standing at the front of the church. Uh, My wife, the vision of purity, like literally she had saved herself for the man that God would have for her, and I, on the other hand, as a, as a teenager had begun to uh, entertain myself at uh, the expense of girls. And then about a year and a half before this picture was taken, I realized that God had a plan and purpose for my life, that uh, that Jesus loved me desperately, he loved me so much that he gave his life for me so that I didn't have to be defined by my past, my regret, my sin, my shame, my guilt. And I'll never forget as I'm standing at the front of the church and the doors open up and I'm down here, and. I have no, what, no idea what it's like to see a healthy and successful marriage and, and, and yet literally this most beautiful gift is coming down the aisle to me, a gift that I didn't feel like I was worthy to receive. But I said yes. I wanna pray for you and all of our locations here in just a second. I wanna pray for everyone, every marriage, every future marriage, but before we do that, I wanna ask, do you do you feel like there's a gift that you're not worthy to receive? What you, what you need to understand is that Jesus loves you desperately. He loves you desperately. And just like there's this picture uh, this picture that we just saw of purity and, and, and this picture of, of, of regret and guilt and shame. And God said, no, I came to, to pay that price on your behalf. All you have to do is receive the gift. Just like uh, all I had to do in that moment was receive the gift of, of, of a bride and then commit to walk this thing out. I want you guys and ladies at all of our locations to bow your heads. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pray for for marriages. I'm gonna pray for future marriages here in just a moment. But before we do that, I wanna ask, if there's anybody in this room right here at each of our locations, worshiping with us online, do you? can you identify with the guy that was standing there at the altar feeling like I'm not worthy of this, but I, I want to receive that gift. I wanna receive that salvation. I wanna receive that forgiveness there's anybody that needs to establish today that most important relationship that far supersedes a marriage, the, the, the relationship with Jesus, or maybe to reconnect and recommit to your relationship with Christ. If that's true of anybody in the room or, or, or at each of our locations, would you just please raise your hand right now so I can know who, awesome, 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 awesome. Yep, awesome, awesome. Keep those hands awesome. Keep those yes, yes, I see you waving. Awesome, awesome, awesome. At each of our locations, right there where you are, hands are raised, right there where you are, just in your heart, you don't have to go anywhere, just right there in your heart, would you pray this with me, just right there in your heart, let's establish this relationship with God right now. Receive this gift, God, I need you. Jesus, I ask you to come into my life, to forgive me of my past, my guilt, my sin. Jesus, give me a new hope, a future, new life. And from this point forward, from this point forward, is as best I know how, God, I want to live for you, not myself. And God, for every home, for every marriage, for every husband, for every wife, God, I pray your protection, I pray your blessing. God, I pray that we would prioritize first of all, intimacy with you. God, that we would pursue you, that we would love each other enough and trust each other enough to, to share and receive difficult things. God, you loved us enough to share truth with us and it hurts and it stretches us and it benefits us. God, I pray your protection over, over every marriage, every home, every family. God, I pray your blessing and direction over young guys and ladies, people who aren't married, but they're, they're pursuing you first above all. You're a great God with a great plan, and your timing is perfect. So I pray that we would not be in a rush because at the exact right time, your will will be revealed. God, thank you for moms. Thank you for dads. Thank you for husbands. Thank you for wives, for brothers and sisters. And Jesus, thank you for how desperately you love us. It's truly a privilege to be the beneficiaries of your grace. We pray these things in the name of the life changer, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Come on church, let's celebrate.